Greetings, awesome people, youth workers everywhere. Rejoice. The podcast that you've been waiting for is here now. Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, a podcast that keeps you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. I'm your host, Paul Turner, and uh, I hope the weather is better where you are. Hope you're having a great morning, afternoon, evening, whatever it may be for you. But the weather here in Birmingham, not so great. Rainy all day, but I, I like a rainy day sometimes, you know? I don't mind that. Got to have some rain, right? In every life, a little rain must fall, they say. But it's good to be back with you. And if you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking it out. I post here at least once a month. Once a month. Uh, that's that's kind of the solid goal. I think I've been meeting that goal, but I'm not entirely happy with it. Maybe you're not either. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead this fall, and I'm going to just go ahead and start in September. And I'm going to make you a solid promise. I'm going to commit to at least twice a month. That's every other week. I'm going to try to have an episode up. Uh, because it's just partly for for you, the, the listening audience, uh, but also for me to just stay on track and say, listen, man, Paul, you got to make a commitment to these folks who have been listening to you for however long, whether this is your first time or your 87th time. This might be the 87th episode here, uh, close, slowly moving my way to 100. Uh, but uh, that is my solid promise to you. I, you know, it's going to keep me on track. And it's going to give you guys some confidence in my commitment to help you guys stay motivated and keep your youth ministry moving forward, because that's what I want. I I want that for you guys. That's my heartbeat. That's, you know, that's what I want for you guys. Okay. So for me to do that, I have to be more committed. This is about, this is about me. This isn't about you. This is about me being committed. Okay. So, um, before uh, I get into the main topic today, uh, talking about being a prophetic voice to your youth ministry, uh, and to, your, to the students in your youth ministry. You know, I want to talk about uh, one of my coaching students uh, said to me uh, just today, he called me up and he says, listen, hey, Paul, can I ask you a few questions? I said, sure. And uh, he said, listen, I have a friend of mine um, who was recently let go from his church. Uh, you know, the reason was given that he was, he was not the right fit. Now I say that in air quotes, because oftentimes the not the right fit answer that is given is true in a lot of ways. But uh, a lot of that is happening because we, the youth pastors, I've, I've heard it before, I don't know about you, but uh, is because I went off the reservation or some of the things just did not match. I just, you know, and I think this was the case with this uh, young man as well. Um, you know, he, you know, he was a progressive guy in a traditional church and he was probably trying to do some things did not, you know, didn't quite fit the DNA of his church, right? That that happens, doesn't it? Uh, you know, we get in there and we go, hey, I'm the youth pastor and these guys over here are not doing a great job, adults, and so I'm going to do some youthy things to kind of help improve this, and that doesn't always work out. And so what, uh, you know, <laughs> he was, you know, let go, and that's the short version of that, right? They basically said, uh-uh, we're not going to have any of that there, partner. But what my student said, and I, and, you know, I don't know what else to call them. I, I don't like calling my, the people in my group clients or things like that. That's just far too impersonal. So I use students, not in a uh, derogatory way, as if I am in the ultimate position and they are somehow beneath me. It's, it's you know, just based on experience. But uh, my student said to me, says, had he been in your coaching group, which is our coaching group, he says, uh, in our coaching group, 
I, I think you could have helped him navigate the tension and the conflict, and he would probably still be there. Now that, I said, wow, that's, you know, it was a great unexpected praise, but, you know, that's what I do. That's what our coaching group is about. That's what the the uh, ministry-minded coaching group is about. It's because, uh, you know, I teach youth workers like yourself, uh, you know, how to set, it's beyond, it's beyond setting up, you know, the youth ministry, how to play a better game, build a better staff, uh, you know, it's about navigating a career and navigating crisis and navigating, uh, you know, chaos sometimes and, and kind of navigating our whole thing because, you know, conflict's just a part of it. If we're not feeling it and we're not jibing with, you know, what's going on around us, if we're not aware of those things, you know, then, you know, we can get in trouble that way. And, um, and I'm so grateful and thankful for the students that I have in our coaching group, <clears throat> excuse me, because, uh, you know what? I, it's just my heartbeat is to help them stay around long enough. Sometimes guys, you know, get fired too soon before some adjustments can be made. And I think that's what coaching does. So listen, if you're in trouble, you know, maybe on the verge of yourself, you know, being let go or getting what's called the right foot of fellowship in church, you know, I'm, st- I- I'm thinking about starting a Tuesday night coaching group. I already have a coaching group on Monday night. I usually have room for five students to be in there. Uh, and I'm going to start one on Tuesday nights, I think, but I need to hear from you guys to get some feedback to, to kind of hear from you, um, in addition to my Monday night. And so I can help basically help more youth workers keep their job, stick around longer to make a greater impact in their church and youth ministry. So if you're interested, you can visit the link in the show notes, uh, or email me more detail for more details at the D project at me.com. So if that is you and you say, Paul, I would love to stick around in my church a little bit longer than, than maybe the national average, which <clears throat> is quite uh, long these days compared to some, uh, it used to be, uh, you know, I want to say it used to be 12 months or, uh, 17 months. It may be a little bit longer than that, but two years, even if you're there two years or two and a half years, that still feels way too small and too short to stay at a church for uh, to make the kind of impact you want to make. And I want to help you stick around a little bit longer. So um, I spoke at a retreat as we jump into this uh, segment here about being a prophetic voice to your youth ministry. I spoke at a retreat about a year ago uh, that I and the camp directors designed uh, for middle school students. And there was a young lady at that retreat, and I felt very strongly, I felt like the Holy Spirit had really just uh, put it on my heart to say this. I don't do this uh, a lot. Uh, I don't do it with uh, everybody. It's just, it's when I see it, I see it, right? And uh, and when the Holy Spirit kind of prompts me to, to do something like this, I, I do it. But there was a young lady at the retreat and I felt very strongly about, you know, her concerning her leadership ability. And at the time I spoke to her, uh, you know, she, I, she didn't see herself as a leader. Yeah. You know, I told her, you know, when I watched her, I said, you know, uh, I think you have some leadership ability that you're not aware of. I, I see how you step back and watch things and show patience and, and empathy. And, and, you know, I just saw her as a different kind of leader. Sometimes you see a leader you say, Oh, look, they got a, you know, a big mouth or they're super entertaining, or they're actually leading, but they have influence amongst a group and that's good. But this young lady, you know, had a different kind of vibe about her. And, um, and I said, you know, I, I just think, you know, you have some abilities there that you're not aware of. Uh, and you know, the ability to step back 
to observe a situation, to to kind of wait on the moment, to not be necessarily the first to rush in, but to kind of sit back a little bit. And, you know, it was just kind of a very thing. It wasn't like super, it wasn't during like an altar call or prayer time. It was just a something I observed and I just wanted to go tell her that because that's what the Holy Spirit had put on my heart to, to share with her. So about a week ago, I received a message from her via Instagram and, uh, you know, the, the message probably was a lot older than what I thought it was. Anyway, uh, she had sent it to me and I was really terrible because I, sometimes I miss the little message in the top right-hand corner, you know, where on Instagram where the little arrow is there. And I, and sometimes I miss that. Uh, so, uh, I messaged her back though and said, I'm sorry, I, I'm a terrible person. And I, I don't answer. I don't check my, check my Instagram, uh, messages very often, but, uh, So basically, this is what she wrote to me. Uh, She says, hi, Pastor Paul. Uh, My name is Savannah, and I'm I'm changing the name there. My name is Savannah, and we met on the last week of Life Youth Camp. I I realized that I, oh, those, those, that reveals that it wasn't a retreat. It was actually camp. It was me speaking at camp. Okay. I stand corrected, Savannah. I realized that I had to share, you know, what you said to me about being a leader. What you said to me has deeply touched me. And I feel like there's these fireworks, a new flame in my heart. I am so motivated to live out my faith. And I feel a new sense of love for others. Since you said that I am eager to get more involved at my church and to serve others by being God's masterpiece. Thank you so much. You have once again changed a teen's life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to come to camp to hear you speak again this upcoming summer. And what a tremendous, tremendous honor that is to to receive a message like that. I mean, that's for a youth pastor or a speaker or anything like that. That's that's the stuff you live for. That's the juice right there. That's That's what gets you past all the nonsense and the and the, the self-doubt and the criticism. And, and that's it, man. That's it right there. And, you know, in speaking that to her, you never know, youth workers. Let me just tell you, you never know, uh, wh- you know, wh- how it's going to change somebody. Once again, it didn't happen during prayer time. It wasn't a super spiritual moment in the camp's timeline of camp and those things. What it was, it was just one-on-one you know, I was just there watching her do something and something. I just walked up to her in a group and said, Hey, I just want to tell you, I, I think this about you. But really, what I was doing, I was simply, number one, obeying the prompting of the Holy Spirit. But this is nothing new. This is nothing new. God is used to this entirely, you know, because uh, <laughs> this is God in the Old Testament. You know, he goes up to a fearful, uh, <laughs> slightly bitter and salty Gideon. And addresses him as, you mighty man of valor. And in the New Testament, Jesus, uh, basically, upon his first introduction with Peter, not even knowing him, knowing him, just said, look, I'm going to change your name from Simon to Peter the Rock, which was to forecast, right, what was going to happen in Peter's life. As a youth worker, you have the opportunity every week twice a week, uh, if you're lucky, if kids are, if kids are showing up twice a week, you have the opportunity, uh, to speak into the life of students and basically address them, not as they are, but as God would see them. You know, we have that opportunity every week to literally 
change the way a student thinks and feels about themselves. Now, listen, I'm not talking about, uh, you know, we're not talking about, I'm not saying you're a, a prophet, that you are the, you have the mantle of a prophet. What I am saying is that if we can have prophetic gifts, you know, according to uh, the Bible, we can have prophetic gifts. Uh, there's a role for that. There's, there's the role of the prophet, and then there's just having prophet, you know, the gift of prophecy. Uh, and I'm not talking about a, you know, a thus saith, I'm not talking about revealing somebody's sin or judgment. I'm not talking about a thus saith the Lord type of thing. I'm talking about a gentle nudge of the spirit uh, to speak a truth into a young man or young lady's life, which may propel them further than you ever thought. You, you have to see kids for who they are, not, you know, for who they will be, not as they are. You know, that's not how God sees you and me. God sees you now, yes, but he also sees you after, you know, what you're going to go through. He sees what's going to make you. He sees the end result. It's, it's, it's often called living in the now and the not yet. God sees the final results and treats you and addresses you in the final, uh, the, 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 the final reveal stage, right? Uh, it's, you know, very much like these shows where, you know, the, the house is a wreck and the house is terrible. And then the, you know, it gets fixed up and these guys go fix it up and then they do the big reveal and wow, what a difference. And it's the after is what God is looking at. Sure. He sees the before he sees the now, but he also sees the future. He sees us as we will be. But it's not just using this for individuals. Yes. Should we use it for individuals? Sure. If you have that gift and you feel a strong tug of the Holy Spirit to share that with a student, then by all means do so. But you can also use this prophetic voice with your whole youth ministry. Consider how you address your youth ministry, right? How you view your youth ministry. Is it more like you bunch of knuckleheads or is it more like dry bones coming together to form an army? Newsflash, it's both, right? We can see clearly from the disciples, they were both a force to be reckoned with and knuckleheads at the same time. But the real question is how we address them. It's, it's, you know, it's your role, you know, to exhort your students into the revelation of how God's word describes them and how God sees them in this moment. Uh, you know, the, do you just call them the church, uh, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ? Although sometimes they act like the bride of Chucky, but they are the bride of Christ, right? You should use every opportunity to coach your students up. You should use every opportunity to, to speak to your students in a way that is going to exhort them into that revelation of how God sees them, not only through the word of God, who, how the word of God describes them, but how God sees them. But you also have to change your vocabulary to match God's identity. You have to change what you're saying about your group, what you say to students, what you collectively say to your youth ministry and how you describe them and how you speak to them. I mean, do you tell them they're the best youth ministry? I, I remember as a youth pastor, I would tell my kids, say, look, you guys are the best youth group in this town. Say, so why? Why, did I, why would I tell them that? Uh, you know what? Because uh, I, first of all, I had to believe it. 
If, if I didn't feel like they were the best, then I, I felt like I was shortchanging them. If I was looking over my shoulder at another youth minister or I was busy being envious of some other group, then that did not serve them well. So I, for them and for me, would say, you guys are the best youth ministry in this town, period. And I'd say, look, you guys have a purpose and a destiny and a hope. And I would use, I would just I would just exhort them into the reality, into the uh, mindset of God, of how God sees them, how God much uh, much God loves them. But I had to change my vocabulary, both with them and apart from them. I can't tell them one thing and then go behind their back and say, well, my group is a bunch of idiots. Although that is true, I have to change my vocabulary so they can match God's identity of them. And that's on, you know, that was on me. And now that is on you. So listen, you, this also applies to you, by the way. Okay. You are a mighty leader of young men and women. Okay. Your tongue is the rudder to your youth ministry's ship. How you speak, how you talk to them, how you talk about them when they're not around, that matters. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. You can, if you look, if your youth ministry is heading in the wrong direction, you can turn things around. You can inspire, motivate, generate the energy to lift your youth ministry out of the pit and propel it forward. If you're down, listen, keep your head up. God is for you and not against you. He wants your youth ministry to succeed. That's the deal, guys. God loves you. God cares about you. Yes, the work has to go on. Yes, you have struggles. Yes, all those things. But you got to remember how we see ourselves, how Gideon saw himself, how Peter saw himself is one thing. It's how God sees us is what the point is. And we've got to start getting on God's side of the definition. We have to get into that revelation of how God sees us. And when we start buying into that, when we start believing that, when we start seeing ourselves the way God sees us, guess what? We're going to start, uh, it's going to be transformative and it's going to change the way we see our youth ministry, our church, and all the things going on around us. It's going to give us hope. It's going to give us joy. It's going to give us peace, even in times that are just sometimes jacked up. And some of you guys, uh, you know, they're listening to this, are in hard situations. And I want to tell you that God is for you and not against you. God is with you. He's not judging you. He's not putting you down. He sees your effort. He sees your hard work when nobody else does. And that's it, guys. That's it for now. I want to thank you guys for joining me for another episode of the Youth Ministry of Motion podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave some stars and a review so this podcast can be found by others. Would love for you to do that. Share it with somebody else. And listen, I can't wait to, to be with you guys again in a couple of weeks. Thus, I have said so. Thus is it written, so it shall be done. So that's it for today, guys. You guys have a great week. We'll talk to you guys later.